Who? Who's going to start Metagame Minute? Is that me? Am I starting it here? Yeah, this is a Metagame Minute. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, our post-show uh, Metagame wrap-up critique. Uh, Rhett, how are you feeling? Yeah, I always I say this all the time. But one thing that I love about getting into the deep role play is that I get this like, I get into this like um, state of like hypnosis almost, and especially one on one. Like, yeah. oh my god, I'm like there, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling weird. Like I'm feeling like you know, as kind of like I feel like how how Zephyrus would be. Just kind of going with the flow and like trying to keep my feet under me while acting like I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And like trying not to seem, you know, but like, yeah, it's. I do feel. I feel a certain way about. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's like being there in the. with the roarer. Mm hmm. Was interesting because in a way, like after I was talking with Canthor and all that, it's like this feels pretty homey. You know, yeah. it feels pretty like cozy. Like I could spend a hundred years here helping Canthor and figure it out. Hell yeah! But I felt I kept getting this like ping in the back of my mind. It's like no way, you know, no, 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 no. Zephyrus Arthur, he wants to he wants to escape and get back to what he was doing, and mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird because I almost feel like that's sort of like in my mind's eye. That's sort of like the the you know, the curse for lack of a better word of that place. It's like time has no meaning. So mm-hmm. y- y- you push the dreams of going home to the back of your mind a little bit. And you'll you, get to it. Yeah. You'll, you'll get, get around. To it. It's you not going to be time. long. Yeah. yeah. And then before you know it, you've been there as long as Canthorn might've been. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, while we're playing, I kept having these pings like, no, 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 no. Like it's cozy. It's homey. You got this friend with this, this creature now. And like, yeah, you could do that. No, 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 no. You got to get home. You got to get home. Mm hmm. And then hearing Wolf's voice calling me back—that was yeah, that was uh, perfect. And I think I, I, we we well, yeah, no, that's that's it, it, it's it's neat. You know, you know why Wolf's voice is in there, yeah, and no one else's. Um, and that's a hard. That's kind of a hard thing too. Is is finding the balance of like mm-hmm. meta play, role play, like. Because, yeah, if, if the audience, if you don't know, we're recording this one after we recorded the next four episodes. Yeah. Um, kind of the finale, because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And so, that was, you know, what happened in that led to tonight's episode. Um, yeah. Which is which has been very, very fun, uh, kind of going back and, and sprinkling in the things that yeah. are, are going to happen uh, that you all get to see when we start next week, next Monday. Uh, when everyone wakes up from their dreams, um, but this is the the big question I have for you is is uh, what do you how do you feel about Adrian being the copper dragon? Yeah. that you met in the beginning. Well, that's sort of the thing. Like, does Zephyr does Zephyrus learn that quite yet? Like, like I, I would say that this meeting, that door opening introduction, and him saying that he gave know. the dragon the ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like. Okay, he puts it together for sure. Because I think I saw Ze- I think Zephyrus would have seen Adrian, and he's like, "Ah, I'm the new owner," or whatever how he talks, mm-hmm. and it just like clicks into place. Like, oh, what? Like, no wonder we got along so well in a way because 
he was here. He had that spear in him. We helped pull mm-hmm. it out. And, you know, that's the thing. I think it pretty well established. That's why I really wanted to be nice to the creep when he was walking around and stuff. Is like, Zephyrus doesn't want to hurt people, really. You know? Sure, it's like, yeah. I think that living under the, the, the burden of his family's bargain and things like that, like, people looked, you know, I, we talked about it before. It's Genasi are not necessarily rare, I guess, is, is how you put it, or not uncommon, maybe. Sure, yeah. There's There's a lot of different, you know... Right. Odd races out there, right. and, and Genasi are, but like common enough. Gaston's more like human, right? He's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Gaston, Gaston's the, human. The Magnus family is all human. Yeah, and you, you are kind of this aberration. Yeah, Zephyrus's um, parents are of human. This deal that your, I think, grandparents right. or, or something had made. Right. And so there's like a little bit of like bullying that he kind of lived with, and he never wanted to like really. Zephyrus can sort of be underhanded. He can be sneaky and. And conniving and stuff like that. But uh, hurting creatures is why he liked Strix and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, And so the dragon, you know, I I think that Zephyrus is excited. Whether or not he's put together, I think I think I tried to play it when we met Eben the first time that our relationship was tenuous. It was maybe yeah. not the best. I think we it had like... Transactional. Yeah, we had a solid transactional economic workplace relationship. I was willing and ready to go out and cut off some hands for him, which we mm-hmm. never got to. He's definitely your manager. Yeah. And so I don't know if Zephyrus has come to think like, oh, wait a minute. These guys are playing a game for my soul. Is this my ticket? Like, is this my ticket out from Eben? Yeah. You know, like, whether or not the Roarer still ultimately holds you know dominion over the whole thing or not mm-hmm. it means nothing to zephyrus i think and, because and in essence that's that is what the game is for is right. it's a, is it does the gray roarer control your soul or is it adrian this oh! copper dragon that controls oh! your soul that's different for some reason in my mind when we were doing this at the finale i was thinking like they were both working for the roarer just with their own means or something you know like it, it's it seems as if adrian has taken a liking to this this young group of people that Oh, even better. Pulled a spear out of him. Even Uh, better, because... And he was very angry with Eben. (laughs) Even better, because Eben made Zephyrus do mean things to people, made him hurt people, all these types of things. And the roar was, was, was enigmatic and scary and just filled his nightmares, you know? So it's like, any chance... So I don't know if Zephyrus has put that out there, but, but, but thinking about Adrian being the dragon, it's like... He's yeah. he's he's excited that he that his natural generosity and sort of bombacity is le- leading him to some good fortune here potentially you mm-hmm. know like karma coming back around sure sure yeah <laughs> um, I don't have the same questions that I've I've been asking uh, for you for everybody else. Um, well, I mean the first question. Well, 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 well yeah. Well, I've got one that that does work. Um, the first question is, yeah, with with this season, uh, is there something that you thought we would have discovered about your character or gotten to about Zephyrus or Arthur one, by this point? One thing that we never talked about that I was really excited about in my backstory, I think we talked about it briefly in a metagame minute, but, uh, but I was uh, pretty clear from the beginning when I was emailing with you and all this sort of stuff. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe it's just my headcanon. I'm worried now. But <laughs> but uh but Arthur has a twin sister. They were born on the same day, same time. 
We didn't talk about this. I I remember hearing kind of something in in a metagame minute. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but so but obviously like Arthur's path took him down a different a different place. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that she's back home or doing and she's her. human. Yeah, she is human. Okay, and that's and that's the thing. It's like yeah, that does ring, that does ring a bell. And and she's and and and, and in see, my this is why I ask. Yeah, and and in my mind's eye, she's the only person that doesn't. You know, doesn't want anything from him because you know we're, we we came from a family of means. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the only one that never teased them or made fun of them or treated them different. You know, and she's the older sister uh, by seconds. Or right, I was about to say a twin yeah. sister, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's, but it's one of those things. You know, the twins do. It's like she, See, I she's love older, that where they were having the kids. The first one comes out. Oh, thank goodness, yeah. it's not the curse. And that's and exactly you- what I was thinking. Was like all of a sudden, out comes this blue skinned baby. And the payment for their their deal comes due, and um, you know, so that was kind of the burden that I wanted to put on Arthur when when I was thinking about that, and mm-hmm. and so his sister Amina is what I've named her in my mind. Um, yeah, he learned like she was the one that could bat her eyelashes and and get everything that she wanted, and and Arthur copied that, mm-hmm. but to a lot of people didn't mean anything because he's blue skinned or whatever it might be. he looked different than the other magnuses and so wasn't quite as effective he had to really amp up the the charm and and things like that and right exactly exactly where it would come naturally for amina <laughs> right but it was ever it's it's always yeah you know, just like two or three steps forward yeah, if you guys can't hear Bentley, he's saying it, it explains why Zephyrus tries harder. It explains why Zephyrus is always on. And that's that's exactly kind of what I was going for is this guy who talks too much. And for a lot of people, it's disarming. They, oh, this guy is like laying it out all on the table. Like we can trust him. And that's mm-hmm. the goal. You know, the goal is that he talks his way in and out of the bank vault, that type of thing. He's not as quick tongued as mm-hmm. a rogue, so- but. My next question, then the everyone else, I I was asking kind of uh, what they how they felt about Zephyrus's death um, and where they were with it, uh, which was very it was neat to kind of hear every character's perspective on it. The main theme, I think, was just you know we feel odd. It's the timing of it. What are we supposed to do? We're not sure. Just the unease, but but knowing that that is one of the goals is to make sure that we get Zephyrus back. Um, but my question for you is after this event that's happened, after you died and you went to this place and you don't know how long you spent there. Like as you try to remember it, it's days and weeks. Um, yeah. How does Zephyrus Arthur come out on the other side again i think he's feeling a little disoriented in ways because in my mind's eye when we're playing it did feel like immeasurable it reminded me a lot of talking about picard the episode of tng um the inner light if you remember that Mm -hmm. episode where oh very much so yeah which is yeah it was one of the best reminded me a lot of that where it's like i didn't necessarily wake up into another life but in a way he did because Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot since Zephyrus died, like how would death, how would going to another realm impact him and things like that? And seeing that he looks different, seeing that he's in a different place, all these types of things, it's like, it was really hard for me when we were playing, you know, you could maybe see the wheels turning. It's like, is he Zephyrus still? Is he, did, mm-hmm. can he drop that moniker? Because the name Zephyrus was to hide his identity so that people couldn't hurt him while he was 
doing Eben's dirty work. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. it was, it, he didn't want people to be like, oh, the Magnuses are horrible because he didn't want anything to reflect poorly on his family or things like that, you know? So could he drop it or not? So like in a way, like he kind of woke up as Arthur in, in a weird way. Yeah. No, the, I, I, not I, having I to hide really himself. Yeah. So I don't know. So I think that there's, there's that aspect and, and I don't know. I think he's really sensing that there's a lot more kind of at stake with this bargain that his family made than he ever knew. Mm-hmm. He never he never really analyzed it that much because it, there was no getting out of it. There was no there was no really used to second guessing it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was wrong because there was a guy there that was second guessing it the whole time and that was finding a way and that was kind of inspiring, not necessarily Arthur's way, but. But, uh, but like, maybe there is another way. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's kind of held in limbo. He's being punished a little bit. But is that punishment as bad as anything that, like, even put him through or that he's been through in the name of the Grey Roarer before? Like, probably not. And we mm-hmm. didn't really talk I, about I like, it all that much. I like but. the differences between, between yeah, between Zephyrus and Canthorn in this, where Canthorn had the same thing, took the deal, but got what he wanted out of it and right. felt like to continue on he had to break he had to he couldn't be doing what he wanted he had to have his own free will again right and that was where, one question where you, you where Zephyrus is like you know views that differently right you know there's and two kinda, sides of, of a coin we kind of had that talk when we were playing you know and it's like i i don't think i ever thought about it i don't think Zephyrus or arthur ever thought about it before it's like has he considered did he pledge allegiance to the roar no, it was pledged for him. Mm-hmm. He's never really second-guessed. And I think in the back of his mind, he wanted out. He wanted to be his own man. But in a way, he was. He was getting a big house. He w- was making new friends. He was going on adventures. None of that was, he thought, because of Eben or the Roarer. Turns out, maybe it could have been. Who knows? Like That's kind of what the Grey Roarer is all about. Right. Is, is moving things ever so slightly. So that they push right the the storm's goal, and I kind of like the idea of him being a or or it being a giant storm, and it really evokes the way that you've described it before. Really evokes like the butterfly effect, you know the oh very uh, much the so, flap yeah. of a butterfly's wings on one side of the world creates hurricanes on the other. Mm-hmm. You know that's always what I've thought. That's about. that's the basis of this this thing is right. that that whole sentiment is that these tiny changes, you know, that become bigger changes, and it's. If if that fact could be knowable, if you could know that this butterfly, if it did this, and then it would cause you know a chain reaction, that's what the gray roarer is. Is it knows all of that? Right. It doesn't have a divine premonition. It can just see what's it going on and knows what's going to happen. I don't want to derail the conversation that much, but have you ever read the Kingkiller Chronicles by Pat Rothfuss? No. Uh. Uh-uh. It's my favorite book series. It's supposed to be a trilogy. There's two books out right now. The first one's called Name of the Wind. The second one's called The Wise Man's Fear. And in the second book, he travels to the Fey Realm. Spoiler alert for those of you reading the Kingkiller Chronicles. He travels to the Fey Realm, and he encounters a being that lives in this tree. And the Fey protect this tree like no other. They will shoot you with a longbow from a mile away. They will salt and burn the earth around your corpse. They'll shoot any crow that touches you. Because in this tree lives a being that is that way. It can sense every thread of time, every outcome, every Mm. potential. And just having a conversation with you, it impacts 
the the threads that are coming into play and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And so this I like that idea. The character goes and talks to it, and he doesn't know. He wasn't shot by a bow. He wasn't, ki- and he left. <laughs> and and when he tells, he's telling the story. The whole thing's a framed narrative, and people are like, "What? You did not." You made this up. No, I'm not believing you. You made it up. You made it up. They don't want to believe that he actually spoke to this being. He didn't realize that it was a big deal. But anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. This has been uh, the last one-on-one session. We get back to regular episodes yeah. next Monday. Um, so this has been... Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't. Ex- I didn't know what the area <laughs> I'd wake up looked like. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. You know, the fact that everything was a surprise, which was fun. It took me there. That was part of the hypnosis that I was talking about. It's like, the accent got better as the night yeah. Thank you. Well, it's it's been a, a while out of practice. Yeah, uh, you guys heard Strummer popping once too. I think. I, I yeah, I heard that. I heard that little, but. But everything yeah, was a surprise. I, 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 I want to hear from from you know listeners wh- how how unbearable <laughs> the Gaston Zephyrus scenes were. That was um, fun. I was really hoping <laughs> it would go on longer. <laughs> I loved it when you were just like, "Well, you are Magnus." I was like, yeah. "Oh, you bitch!" Because that was something that was very, <laughs> I you know, very Magnus centric. Yeah. I forget what it was that they you, you did. Oh, I was talking about how his. Oh yeah, how he was a projection of my brain, and right. I was projecting how he thought. Yeah, yeah. brain in a vat kind of theory sil- type solipsism kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, your perspective is the one that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and you should you should you know what uh, you should try and be ske- you would be skeptical skeptical yeah, of everything else. Yeah, and that was a little bit of ret coming through too, though. <laughs> I'm always questioning, but but everything and and especially leaving that plane the way that we did was kind of a surprise. Like I felt really guilty about leaving uh, Canthorn behind. Oh yeah, um, I lost my dagger, but I've never used it this whole time anyway, so that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, that whole thing being there, surrounded by the roar, that was. And then coming back as easily and being kind of in the middle of this projection with Gaston, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't prepared to come back that way. Yeah, I so, wanted that to be a little jarring. Yeah, yeah, that was so. Yep. Kudos, thank you so much for. And the, the last question I have is Bentley has a question. What was the most jarring thing for you doing this solo session with Alex? Um, I think the most. So Bentley asked, "What's the most jarring thing?" Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I was going to say, but it, but also just sort of coming into it and realizing that I had nobody to bounce. You started it the perfect way. I was alone. Yeah, that's yeah, I, that's how I wanted to start that because because I think you know Zephyrus is used to taking the lead, but he's kind of used to like putting it out there, and the idea is like he's just putting it out there to see what other people think. All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and do this, and off we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you oh. if you hadn't met anyone, that's what it would devolve into, right? You know. Just... So I'm kind of I'm also kind of glad that I met this little creature and and yeah. and was able to sort of. God, it also felt so fitting to Zephyrus to make friends with like, you know, there, there's that saying like you can make friends with a stone if you wanted to. That's yeah. almost what it felt like. It was like oh, oh yeah. finally. Oh yeah, creature. this is this is a homebrew character uh, yeah. that that lives in this place just called a creep. That's, I that's like their, it. Their name. They're creeps. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I imagine like a little crab with like a fleshy like, you know, like he said he had more like tendrils and stuff, but I have such bad eyes. yeah, it's it's you know 
long, gangly arms, two claws on each end, these little tiny legs, and then it is just... Just yeah, it's got this bag that it keeps everything in, yeah. and it's just strapped onto it. Oh, I see. Yeah, and was it like the bag really felt like a bag of holding to me? You know, in a way, like I was going. I be mean, like, it would. I think. I think it's the opposite of a bag of holding. Like you, you put something in there, and it actually gets bigger than. <laughs> oh right, right. You know, yeah. I like that, but not so. Not maybe not so big that he couldn't hold it or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's. Fine. Um, I mean, everything in that in that you know dimension's a bit lighter than it should be. I thought about just ransacking his like room of stuff, but but you again, wouldn't, you like, wouldn't have got much, right? Zephyrus comes from I can you know we ha- I had the debate with the creep itself, like I don't need things that come from means, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the most jarring thing was coming up alone, no friends, mm-hmm. having to then figure out. Okay, I investigate. Okay, I draw an arrow so that if anybody comes after me, like. It was really hard to figure out what to do without bouncing ideas off the off the team, and yeah, and so that that was challenging. Cool. Yeah, I think I think that I really kind of learned. Well, obviously, I have some new abilities and new mm-hmm. things like that. I'm a new race of Genasi, if it wasn't very clear. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but one thing that really kind of came out when we were playing was just how how jovial I think in the face of like you know the abyss mm-hmm. uh, Zephyrus might actually be. Um, obviously, I think a lot of it is show. A lot of it's like kind of what they teach in wilderness school. It's like, well, you got to keep your spirits up. And I think I was thinking about that a lot. It's like, well, what would I, what would I do? Yeah, that kind of fits Zephyrus if we do it like this. And it's kind of talking to you hello talking to yourself the end of anybody's out there talking to the things that can't really talk back all that well i don't know i i I think that and then everything else felt very truly zephyrus and even that felt truly zephyrus but it's something Mm -hmm. i hadn't really thought about because he's not been alone yeah he has willem that you've you've, you've been in before and when he's traveling before he had willem and he had all these things he could always bounce ideas off these people and stuff. this is probably the first time he's been alone in a long, long, yeah, that's very long time, because he's always, he's had his sister, or he's had Willem. And I mm-hmm. guess he kind of went off on his own before coming and adventuring and taking the deed from his parents and things like that. Like he might have been on his own. I don't know that those details aren't necessarily super clear in the in the backstory of, mm-hmm. of Zephyrus. But yeah, in my from what I'm remembering, I there may be a few places that that you may have been, but I think Willem was with you most of the time after yeah. you left home. Yeah, um, and so. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's yeah, just alone for the first time in in ever in yeah. a long time. So it it was fun. I was really glad to get to sit back into the chair of Zephyrus and talk about him and all these types of things. It's it, it it was fun. I've been been looking forward to this this one on one on one uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, and I really appreciate so yeah. you putting it together and, and finding time to come sit down with me and, and, and put a ribbon on this whole thing. So. That's right. Yeah. This is this is the ribbon for, for season uh, four. Uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, again for joining us um, here at Metagame Minute. Like I said, back to regular episodes. Back to regular episodes next week. Uh, get back to the Chateau de Magnus. Uh, we will see you then. Grab your swords. Keep on adventuring.